0: Praise the Lord. It's good to see everybody this morning here in God's house. You can go ahead and be seated and uh, grab your Bibles. Turn with me to the book of Joshua. And uh, welcome to everyone who is joining us at Mission Church Online. God bless you. Grab your Bibles and turn with us to Joshua. We're going to be in chapter 6. Chapter 6. Starting right in verse chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 1. It says, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once, and this you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets, and it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout, Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Today, I want to talk to you from the subject, keep on marching. Keep on, can you say that with me? Keep on marching. So Israel just came through 40 years in the wilderness. And uh, God brought them to the edge of the promised land, the land of Canaan, that place that uh, in God's will, he had for them to possess, to occupy. He wanted to establish them there. He wanted to bless them there. And he wanted to make of them a great nation there in the land of Canaan. So here they are in the will of God. They're in God's will, following God's plan for their lives. And they encounter an impasse, a huge obstacle. A city named Jericho stood in their way. And it was a huge city. And it had these these looming, towering walls. It was a stronghold of the enemy on the very edge of the land that God had willed for them in his perfect plan for their lives. And this is the first truth that I want to pull out of this story, that just because you are in the will of God doesn't mean you won't face a Jericho. In fact, the will of God, the promises of God for you usually involve confronting and pulling down some stronghold of the enemy. Whatever God has called you to whatever God has promised for you, whatever his perfect will is for your life, you're not just going to just walk into it and just take possession of it. There are going to be some battles to fight, some enemies to confront, and some strongholds to pull down. Amen. That's what requires in getting a breakthrough. In fact, that's why it's called a breakthrough, because something's got to be broken in order for you to get through. Are you hearing me this morning? Jericho represents to us that impasse in our lives on the way of taking possession of God's perfect will for us. It says in verse 1 that Jericho was securely shut up. None went out and none came in. Now, I don't know what your promised land is. I don't know what it is that you're believing God for during this, uh, this 21 days of hunger. Maybe it is a, a financial breakthrough. Maybe it's a turnaround in your career. Maybe it's that healing that you have been praying God for, maybe in your body or maybe in someone in your family. Maybe it's a, a marriage situation that needs to be reconciled or you're believing God for peace in your home. Or maybe you're praying for the prodigals to come home. How many can say, yeah, that's my prayer? that I have children or I have adult children or children's children that I'm praying for the prodigals they're not walking with God right now but I'm believing that God is going to bring them home that's my that's my land of promise that's my Canaan land amen I know that so many of us are believing God we're believing God for that and 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 on the way to that breakthrough in God, is God in God's will you're praying you're fasting you're believing, you're expecting that God is going to answer your prayer, and that there's going to be some great thing that God is going to do. But Jericho is still there. That's where you might be right now. You've been fasting and praying and believing God, maybe not just these past two weeks, but uh, maybe for, for years, and Jericho still stands. It's securely shut up, none get out, none, none come out, and, and none get in. And it seems impenetrable. It seems like this, this impasse. And it seems like nothing ever seems to change. Your career is still struggling. Your finances are still a mess. Your marriage is still in crisis. The prodigals are still out there, and in fact, it seems like they're getting worse. The sickness is still looming over your, your life, over your your family, whatever it is, the walls of Jericho are still standing before you. And, you and, and, and the idea of this land of promise, this achieving the promise that God has for you seems like something far off in the distance that, that, that you just cannot, you just cannot, you can't get there. And so you're praying and you're fasting and you're marching around those walls the word for you today, the word for us today, Mission Church, is this. Keep on marching. Keep on marching. Don't give up. Don't draw back. Don't break, don't break rank. Don't relax. Come on, say it with me. Keep on marching. Keep on marching. Now, what does that mean, to keep on marching? Well, first as we look at this story, the first thing that it means is to circle your faith around that Jericho in your life. Verse 2. See, I have given Jericho, that's what God says, I've given Jericho into your hand and its king. Whatever the power, whatever the principality, whatever the enemy has aligned against you, He says, I've given it into your hand and the mighty men of valor. No weapon formed against you will prosper. That's the word that God gave to Israel. Now, in reality, it wasn't actually in their hand. They had not actually taken possession of it, but it was the will of God. God was telling them, this is my word for your situation, and you must align your faith with my will despite what you see. You got to start marching. To keep on marching means to circle your faith around those areas of your life that are out of alignment with God's will. We talked about this last week. This is why Jesus said that we should pray in Luke eleven twelve, 12. He said, pray like this. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as your will is in heaven. Prayer, look at this now, prayer takes hold of God's will in heaven and becomes the link to its fulfillment here on earth. God wills and then he waits. He waits for someone on earth with the authority in Jesus' name to stand in the gap, what gap? The gap between his will in heaven and what's really happening on earth and say, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Prayer is the link that brings God's will into reality here, right? Part of our duty as ambassadors of Christ, as agents of kingdom authority here in this realm is that we are to cause or to initiate God's will on earth through prayer. Come on, keep on marching. Keep on marching. That means that we have to stand on God's word. Whatever God has said about your Jericho in his word, the promise that he has stood in place. We sung it, we just sung it. Your promise still stands. Amen. Right? Whatever promise he has stood up before your Jericho, we need to stand on that and say, Lord, this is your will. Your will is that Jericho fall and that its kings and all of its mighty men of valor are in my hand. That's your will, Lord God. Amen. Father, as your will is in heaven, let it be so here on earth. This is what marching around Jericho is all about. It is circling your faith around that impasse around that obstacle, around that thing that doesn't seem to change, and bringing it into alignment with the will of God through our faith. Are you hearing me this morning? Amen. But it's more than that. To keep marching is to remain consistent and to be persistent in the march. To be consistent and persistent, consistent with your faith, to not lose your faith, and to be persistent in prayer. So verse 3 says, you shall march around the city, all you men of war, you shall go, you shall go all around the city once, this you shall, you shall do six days, and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams, horns before the ark. But the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times and the priests shall blow their trumpets, right? So he was told to march for seven days, and on the seventh day, march seven times around the city. To keep on marching means that you stay consistent and persistent. You do not break rank. You do not slow down. You do not give up. You maintain your cadence in faith and prayer, and you be consistent and persistent in your crying out to God for His will to be done. Keep on marching. Now, admittedly, this is hard to do when the wall doesn't even seem to be budging at all. Right? For six days, imagine this. For six days, they're marching around the wall and nothing changes. It doesn't say that right around the third day, they started to feel trembling and they saw bricks starting to loosen. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say right around the fifth day, you know, the mortar between the joints started to, to fall off and and, and, cat, and and gaps started to open. In the, it doesn't say that. In fact, I don't think anything changed at all. I think on the, the second day, it looked just like it did on the first day. On the fourth day, it looked just like it did on the first day. On the sixth day, nothing changed. It looked just like it did on the, on the first day. Nothing changed. And I believe even on that seventh day, the first time around, nothing changed. Second time, nothing, third time, nothing, you can imagine some of those Israelites are looking at Joshua like, this guy is crazy, right? This guy is, this guy is crazy telling us to do all this marching. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed at all. But listen, Joshua never broke rank, never slowed the pace, never veered off course. He persisted. He persisted and he remained consistent in his faith and in his marching until the seventh time on the seventh day breakthrough finally came. Hallelujah. Now imagine if he gave up on day five. Imagine if he, he lost his enthusiasm or his faith or his tenacity on, on, the, on the fifth time on the seventh day. Imagine if he, if he, if he pulled back, right? Right? You would have missed that that breakthrough. Now, some of us, we're here, we're doing the 21 days of hunger, and you're, you're 14 days in, hallelujah, and nothing has changed. You've been praying, you've been fasting, you've been crying out to God for the prodigals to come home, nothing's changed. In fact, you've been doing 21 days of hunger for the past five years. Nothing's changed. Every time you've been praying for the same thing, you've been praying for the for your son or for your daughter who has walked away from Christ to come back. Nothing's changed. Five years you've been going around the marching around those walls. Nothing's changed. It Does, doesn't even seem like a brick has to has started to loosen at all. Maybe God's put some vision on your on your life or or some sense of, of purpose or Ministry or, or destiny, and you've been praying and believing and asking God, but nothing's changed. No doors have opened. No breakthroughs have come, and you've been praying and believing. Maybe, maybe you're six, seven years into it, and here you are on the fourteenth, the fourteenth day of the seventh year. Breakthrough still hasn't, still hasn't come. And I imagine that on that seventh day. And they lined up to march. I can just imagine, this is how the enemy works. I can imagine all of those, uh, those, those Jerichoites climbing up on the wall and looking down on the Israelites and mocking them, right? And, and yelling insults at them, trying to make them feel like fools. What are you doing? You're going to march again? Again? You know you can't bring these walls down. You're going to follow that, that nut job Joshua again? Your God doesn't hear you. Your God doesn't care about you. You don't have a God. That's what the enemy does to us. Here we go. Day 14, day 15, Days. nothing changes. Three years into it, four years into it, nothing changes. And what happens? The enemy starts to climb up. Starts to, starts to climb up on the perch, and on the peak, and he starts to yell insults down and tell us, God doesn't care about you, God doesn't hear you, God isn't even real. If God was real, he'd do it for you. Or maybe he's telling you, God is real, you're just not good enough. God does it for other people, but he won't do it for you because you have too much sin in your life. You have too much hypocrisy in your life. And he tries to, to fill us with condemnation. He stands atop the walls, the impasse. He stands up and he shouts insults at and tries to bring us under condemnation and fear and guilt and shame. But I got to tell you something. You got to keep marching. Amen. Keep on marching. Even after 21 days of hunger has concluded, you got to keep on marching. Amen. Prayers continue, even after the fasting may complete, right? Amen. I had someone come to me and say they were discouraged, they were upset, you know, they were, they were really broken and, and just on the verge of, of just giving up. And they said, you know, I've been praying for my adult children this sister had she had she had four sons i've been praying for my sons nothing has changed they're not coming to jesus i've been praying you know all my life since they were they were little babies and, and they're they're not walking with the lord right now nothing nothing's going to and they seem to be getting worse and i and they, and they were getting worse and i shared with her the story of my first pastor the pastor that I got saved under down in, in South Jersey, Medford, New Jersey, his name was, it was Pastor Gunn, J.L. Gunn, was John Gunn, we used to call him Pastor Gunn. And he used to tell the story how he grew up in Pontiac, Michigan, he and his three brothers and uh, their father had died and it was just the mother and the four sons and, uh, and these guys were, they, they, were, they were criminals. They were bad. I mean, they were like gangsters. And they would rob people. They would beat up people. They would steal things from people. I mean, they ran their their neighborhood, these four brothers. And this mom, this mother, Mama Gunn, used to pray for her boys every day. Every day she'd pray for her boys. And you know something? She went to her grave never seeing the fulfillment of her prayers in any of her son's lives. Went to her grave but never stopped praying every day of her life. Lord, bring my prodigals home. Lord, bring my prodigals home. She went to her grave. But You know what? Every, after she had died, God continued to hear those prayers. Amen? Yes. So God's timing is not always our timing, right? Our job is just to march around the walls, to exercise the authority we have in the name of Jesus to say, Lord, let your will be done right? When when the fulfillment, when the manifestation of that will happens, we don't control that. That's not up to us. Our job is just to say, in the name of Jesus, Lord, do it on earth. That's our job, right? When it happens, that's up to God. After she passed away, she went to be with the Lord. Every one of those boys, not only did they get saved, every one of them ended up in the ministry. And the one became my pastor. And I got saved under his ministry. Why? Because his mother, who I never met, I won't meet her till I get to heaven, never stopped praying for her sons. And they got saved, and one of them ended up in in Medford, New Jersey, from Pontiac, Michigan to Medford, New Jersey, preached the gospel in Medford, New Jersey, and I got saved. And now God's moved me up to New York to preach to you and be your pastor. You see how God works? The timing is not up to us. What's up to us is just say, Lord, I'm gonna keep marching. I'm gonna, even, Lord, even if I go to my grave, I never see it happen in my lifetime, Lord. Hallelujah. You're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that means my children and my children's children in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I'm not going to break rank. I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep marching. Come on, say it with me. Keep on marching. Keep on marching. Amen. Keep on marching. Because even though... The conditions that we see here on earth may not show it. Something happens when we pray that does not happen when we don't pray. Do you believe that? Come on, that's some deep theology right there, huh? It really is. I mean, that's like, you got to dig for that one. Something happens. Come on, say it with me. Something happens when we pray that does not happen when we don't pray. It's simple, but it's true. All of heaven goes into motion on our behalf. Things start shifting. God is moving. God is aligning. God is preparing. Hallelujah. You can't see it, but God is raising up witnesses to go after your prodigals. You can't see it right now. But God's aligning things in the pig pen. You remember the story of the prodigal, right? The prodigal son, he ended up eating with the pigs. God was working on that prodigal. Amen. And God will step into that, into that pig pen where your kids are, the pig pen of this world. He'll step in there, even though you can't see it, you can't hear it, you don't know, and God will move, and God will work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Things happen when we pray. You can't see it. You're you're praying for your finances, your career, your business, but God is lining up things that you can't see or know. Clients for your business, opportunities for your, your career. You can't see it, but God's opening doors that you can't. You have no idea. That's why you've got to keep on marching. you got to keep marching. God is moving. He's working all things together for, are you getting this? He's working all things together. But he doesn't just do that in a vacuum. It just doesn't happen, you know, just because, you know, we read a scripture and say, oh, well, that's great. I can't wait till that happens. No, no, no. He says you've got to march around the wall. Amen. Yeah. We've got we've to we've start to activate our faith and pray and say, God, let things happen here on earth. That is your will in heaven. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. This is what Israel had to learn. Israel had to learn this, that you may not see any evidence. There not be any shaking that you can discern. There may not be any signs that you can see. There may be no evidence, but God is able and God works. And let your faith be the evidence of things not seen. Let your faith be that substance of what you are hoping for. How do I know God is working? Because I have faith. And God says that all things are possible for him who believes. Amen. (laughs) You see, listen, they had many battles ahead, Israel. Many battles ahead in the land of Canaan. Many more adversaries to fight. And God was trying to impart something into their character Something into their mindset, something into their attitude, a response that they would have, just an automatic response that they would have when they encountered more walls and more enemies. And this brings me to the last truth I want to mention, and then we're done. Last truth is this. Never forget that in God's eyes, the march often has more value than the miracle. The march is more valuable than the miracle. Verse 12, Joshua rose early in the morning and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Then seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew the trumpets. And the armed men went before them and the rear guard came after them. Verse 14, and the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. So they did, how many days? Six days. But it came to pass on the what day? Seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city. How many times? Seven times in the same manner. Verse 20. Go down to verse 20. And when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout, the wall fell down flat. And the people went up into the city and it says they took the city. Hallelujah. Now here's the thing, in this story, we often focus too much on the city and the walls and the miracle, which often misses the point of what God was really trying to do here. Listen, the walls were never a problem for God. Amen? (laughs) The walls were never a problem for God. His problem is us that's his task. That's, that's his, his work. His problem is our unbelief, is our lack of perseverance, our tendency to be overwhelmed by what we see, give up, and run away, right? God could have knocked those walls down the first moment that they laid eyes on those walls, right? Amen? He could have done it. He could have done it in their, in their sleep, right? But no, he didn't do that. God said, This is how it's going to work. I need you to march. I need you to march. because Because in the marching, there's something that I need to do in you while you're marching around those walls. There's something that you need to learn about me and the way that I work in warfare as you march around those walls. There's value in the march. Come on, say it with me. There's value in the march. I know we just want the walls to fall down, but that's not God's problem. There's a a greater purpose that God has in this battle before you than just bringing a breakthrough. There's something that God's trying to do in you and me, in us. And the walls are just the means, the tool that God uses to do a deeper work in us. To work obedience in us, to work faith in us, to work trust in us, to work hope. Some of us have lost hope. You know what hope is? Look at it in the dictionary. The expectation of good. To be able to, the ability to stand before anything in your life that's falling apart and say, you know what? I know it looks bad right now, but the best is yet to come. that hope that ability to have hope he's trying to build those qualities those attributes those response mechanisms in our spirit he's trying to build those into us and that's what happens in the march there's value in the march keep on marching he's building our faith he's building our character Building our hope, our trust. There's something that we often say here God is not interested in pampering us physically, He's interested in perfecting us spiritually. And the Bible is full of those examples David and Goliath, Daniel in the, the lion's den, the disciples in the boat during, during the storm. In all of these things, God's people were in peril. They were in a hard situation. God didn't put them in a hard situation to destroy them. He put them in a hard situation to try and draw faith out of them. He's trying to draw trust out of them. He's trying to draw hope out of them. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, We do not lose heart. I hope you haven't lost heart for your marriage, for your kids, for that prayer request, that challenge in your life. Don't lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light to fit. Now, here's the thing. There's got to be a shift in our focus where all we care about is the miracle. We've got to shift our focus our focus away from the miracle, and we've got to say, okay, God, what are you trying to do in me in this situation? Right? Don't, don't miss the value of the march right now. Don't miss the value of what God's trying to do. Don't waste the trial. Amen? Don't waste the trial. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Amen. God says, I want you to march and keep marching. Not just one time, not just twice, not just three times, not just one year of, 20 days of 21 days, of, not just two years of 21 days, of, not just three, not just four. I want you to keep marching. Maybe it'll be seven times. And then maybe it'll be seven times 21 days of hunger. <laughs> How many are excited right now? No, no, no. He says, I want you to keep marching, even though what you're looking at doesn't seem to change, because I want you to trust me. I want you to to be able to lean on me, even when you don't understand what's happening to you, and to know that I am your sovereign God, and that I am in control, and that I am working all things together for the good. You may not even see them come to fruition in your lifetime. Would you be okay with that? I don't know what you're praying for, but, but what, what if right now your, your purpose on this earth right now is to just pray God's will to be done on earth? Because maybe there are four other people who are going to come behind you because of your prayer and because of your, your footprint of prayer, your spiritual footprint. Other, another generation is going to be raised up and they're going to impact their generation. And it's all going to happen because you were prayerful. Would you be okay with that? You won't see it in this life. You won't understand it in this life. Not until we get to eternity when you realize, wow, that's what, that was God's plan all along. Not that I see it, but that I have faith for it. Amen. Right? Can I have the worship team to join me up here, please? And understand this, too, that God knew that this was only the first battle for Israel. He knew that. Now, they didn't know what lied, laid ahead of them in, in Canaan. They didn't know what was there. But God knew. God knew every battle that was lined up, every enemy that they were going to face. God he knew, and he knew there were more cities and there were more strongholds. Some of them were walled cities. Some of them were mountaintop cities with huge giants living in them. Some of them were enemies with iron chariots that like Israel had never even encountered before because they'd been wandering in a wilderness. Some of them were well-trained, skilled armies. God knew what was ahead for them. And God knew that Israel was going to have to face them that Jericho was just the beginning. They had a lifetime of battles before them, and they were going to have to face them one by one. And God was trying to do something in them during this march that would prepare them for the walls yet to come, for the battles yet to come, for the enemy yet to be revealed. So God said, keep on marching. That's the word for us today. Would you stand with me? That's the word for us today to keep on marching. Let your faith be the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let your prayer be the link between God's will in heaven and the performance of it here on earth. Keep on marching. Come on, say it with me. Keep on marching. Keep on marching for the sake of your prodigals. Keep on marching for the sake of of your marriage. Keep on marching for the sake of your career. Keep on marching for the sake of the miracles yet to come. How many believe that we serve a God who works miracles? Amen. Keep on marching for the sake of revival. Some of you are praying for revival. Keep on marching. These prayer boards are are full of incredible needs, selfless needs that people have put on here. And for the sake of those that you're praying for, keep on marching. Say with me again, keep on marching. Amen. We got to keep on marching. We're going to close with a prayer. And uh, for those who need to go and get your kids, I know we got to dismiss you, but if you don't have to go and get your children, I'm going to ask you just to linger, just to linger, just to remain, spend some time seeking the Lord. You can come to the altar and seek the Lord. If you haven't written your prayer need up on these boards, you can come on up and write your prayer need on there. Join us in 21 Days of Hunger. If you've not been participating, we still got got one one week left. Hallelujah. One week, the final push. Amen. Pray until something happens. You can still jump in to 21 Days of Hunger. Join us this Wednesday night for Encounter. We had a powerful service last week. Powerful Encounter. Powerful time of prayer. So make sure you're here for that. Don't forget, next Sunday night is a celebration of praise. It's going to be an awesome. Some time. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we want to keep marching, God. Come on, lift your hand and just say, Yeah, that's me, Lord. I'm going to keep marching, God. Lord, help. Lord, give me the grace to keep marching. Lord, come on, ask the Lord. Lord, give me the grace to not break rank. Lord, give me the grace to not give up, to not draw back, to not relax my posture of faith. Lord, I need your grace, God. Lord, I need your grace in this season right now, Lord God. Help me to keep marching, Lord God. Lord, I pray, God, for those that, that need to go, for our parents, Lord, as they're being dismissed, that, Lord, that you would continue, Lord, to draw them into that place of prayer, fasting, and seeking your face in this 21 days of hunger. Hear our cries, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen.